Hello. Are you guys ready? Wait. Uh, uh, yeah, can, take yep. that extra bite. I'm going to take my shoes off. <laughs> wow, it's like strip podcast over here. <laughs> ready and everything's functioning here, at least at the moment. All right. Hi, Mar- girls. Hello, Claire. Hello, Lori. What is the haps? What you doing? Talking and stuff. What you wearing? It's not not like somebody didn't have to take off a lot of things before starting this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not me or Lori. We're moving things. My mom used to say when we'd go to the beach, she'd say, take enough my falsies and my wig and my... I mean, she didn't wear any of those, but she would say that. And we just little kids were like, ha, 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 so funny, mom. (laughs) We just like to make ourselves comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) If I was on an airline, it would be frowned upon because people don't want people next to them taking their shoes off. Oh, really? I do on a long flight. I do, too. I gotta keep my piggies covered. <laughs> Every half inch counts on an airplane, man. If you want to, like, mm-hmm. move it all, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't make me wear flip flops. <laughs> yeah, I'm not showing you my toes. All I'm saying is, I want my feet free. Yeah, socks, socks, no shoes. <laughs> right, right. Don't want the tootsies to get cold now. Yeah. Right, want to right. be able to move a little bit. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that's that too bad, unless you have like really stinky socks going on. But just don't put your long hair over your seat so that the people behind you. I don't know why that's a thing. Like even even Ick. Mark said that that happened to him. Don't they know that people have the freedom to put a booger or a piece of gum <laughs> or slide their muddy shoe on their hair? You're going to get off the airplane like, why well, I got a goober in my... I don't think I've ever noticed or experienced that, that someone was doing that. So the person in front of you just like flops their big old giant mane of hair on the back seat rest? Yes, exactly. I've seen it on commercials. And then I've seen somebody on TikTok actually keep on chewing gum, just putting it in, in her hair. Ick. Well, you know. of course, nobody's going to have scissors. I was going to say, just cut it off. <laughs> Ooh. Couldn't you get in trouble, like, legally for that, for cutting somebody's hair without their permission? <laughs> Excuse I me, know. can I cut your long hair? It's like it was in my space, but, like, you can't get scissors on an airplane, probably. Right. right. True. <laughs> right. If you're lucky, you could gnaw them off with nail clippers. <laughs> <laughs> right. They might notice, though. <laughs> right. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you guys put down your seat, you know, let it recline all the way? Uh, or is, or yeah. is that rude? No, that's what it's there for. Yeah, I don't think it's rude, but I don't f- ever feel like it's enough. Like, eat. Well, that's helpful. You know, right. it's so, just... so what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mark thinks that it's it's not nice. I mean, it is there for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I expect it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it's it's a bummer when you're, especially as a long-legged person. I mean, it does, it, and the tray moves, like all that kind of stuff. But, but I don't, you know, I don't hold it against the person in front of me, and I'm going to assume the person behind me is going to get over it too. Yeah. yeah. I had one person behind me that that just couldn't get over it, but this was a this was one of our last flights from I think it was like from New York back to Seattle. And and that was after I had come from Europe. 
So I'm like, I need to lay down. I got sick from the flight beforehand, so I really needed to recline as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have one of those pods that lay down, but our flight got changed. So we were stuck with the reclining kind. And so the person behind me, I, I don't know if he was just big or what, but I had to lay down. And when he was getting up, he was just having to shake my, my chair Ugh. and everything. And, and yeah. then, of course, I was getting more motion sickness from that. You're no. right. <laughs> and I usually would, would, would try to help the people. But I'm like, dude, I'm sick. I need uh. <laughs> I didn't say anything to him. And he didn't say anything to me. But, you know, I, I knew that I probably should have probably put the, the chair up when I could. But I was just that miserable and that messy stop. Yeah. It reminds you that, you know, in a case like that or in anything in the world, you never know what someone else is going through, right? I mean, even I don't know what he was thinking. He was probably like, oh, the seat in front of me is reclined. I'm going to have to lean on it to move out. And maybe he even felt bad for disturbing you. There might be people who were like, who is this diva laying all the way down, you know, but Mm -hmm. you just don't know know what (laughs) what people are having. And I don't know. I I figure if it's a feature, you should be able to use it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, we were right in the front row. This is how they made up for, for not having us, you know, fly the plane that we were going to. We were in the very first row. It was business class, but it was the very first row where there's just an absolute wall. So you don't you don't have anything. It but was just crazy. you get a little more room there, don't you? It didn't feel like I did. Okay. I felt like it was shorter than most of the first rows. It just it really felt restrictive. So, Or maybe it was a lot of leg room. I was in the fetal position in my seat. Sorry, dude, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I really I really would have normally just done it for you, but I, I just couldn't. <laughs> Do you think he was being passive aggressive or was he just really struggling getting out of his chair? I I don't know because it took a long time sometimes for him to get out, <laughs> or maybe it just felt like it. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I just went out on a tangent. Do you um, do you guys talk to people on planes? I mean, you're with your husband and your family, so maybe that's different. But if you've ever flown mm-hmm. alone, do you talk to other people? Yeah, I do. If they I mean, want depends. to, if they want to, yeah. sometimes you can get the feeling, oh, they're not right. talking. And then how many times do we hear speakers, you know, people, you go to a luncheon and the speaker says, and on the plane, the person next to me wanted to talk. It's like, oh, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> right. right. <sighs> yeah, I'm the same. If they're, if they, if I'm in the mood, I mean, there are times when I'm just like, Anna, I don't, I don't. I don't actually fly very well at all. I don't mind. I'm not afraid, like, you know, the crashing and that kind of thing. But I get motion sickness pretty badly. So I do also tend to kind of keep to myself. But, you know, if people engage, I'll engage a little bit. I didn't used to. Mm. I used to do the headphones thing, whether they were on or not. Mm. Um, (laughs) But now I try to be a little bit more open, you know. Yeah, I think the last few flights, I did end up talking to the people next to me. First words are, sorry, this is my row. <laughs> and then it goes from there. Good icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your last flight? Are you going home? Are you heading out? Right. You know, are you, fr- that, are you from Seattle? That conversation. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Visiting family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All that stuff. Right, right. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone nice. will be reading a book that you've already read, you know, and you can. Just, oh, like, yeah. Make a little just quick, like, oh, acknowledge that you read that book to see if they want to talk about it. If not, then just, you know, move on from there. Yeah, I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a f- <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, I see you're reading Excuse Me, Don't Talk to Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's your sign. 
<laughs> Hold on just a, just a second. All right. Say hi to Claire. It's Seth. Claire! Hi! I miss you so much. I would give you a big fat hug right now if you Oh, were I miss you. <laughs> How's a little hockey player? Oh, he's good. Like, he's good. Like, really good. Awesome. They have the state championship uh-huh. coming up. Three weeks, I think. State tournament, not state championship. But we're hoping. Still as big. Love it. I Just- love you, Claire. <laughs> Me too. Back at you. Good to hear from you. He's the nicest guy. Seth Seth is a good people. So Claire has a little dilemma because she's working from home. She wants to know if she should spruce up her work work from home station. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of like... I, I'm working in the basement of our of the house that Sharon grew up in, right? It's a really it's a good size house with lots of rooms, but it's old, 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 old house. And um, I'm in this kind of basement corner room. There's ample space in there, but it it's very like the wall that I face because of the way it was easiest to configure the desk and all my computers and monitors and all that kind of stuff for what I do. I face this wall that's essentially con- you know cement, right? It's like the exterior wall. And you can't attach anything to it without hammer drilling, which is, if you've ever tried to do it, is a giant pain in the ass. And Sharon, my wife, is actually a really good, like, designer carpenter person, but she hates doing that, and she's it's not her skill set, and it would take her a lot of time, a lot of time, because hammer mm-hmm. drilling is difficult, and she doesn't want to do it. So, But she said, look, if we get any extra money let's have somebody build you a false wall. It'd be really easy. Just, you know, put up some two-by-fours and put some whatever, some kind of surface on it. And then suddenly you've got something you can attach things to. And so yeah. this room is very, like, there is a window. So I do have natural light coming in. But otherwise, it's also like a storage room. So it's just filled with, like, an old mattress and a bunch of boxes. And it also, like, I just pile crap everywhere. And <laughs> I feel like doing this like if I build this wall then I have like I can hang some pictures I can it'll be like a cork board where I can put up like because I have some notices and things that I sometimes have to look at you know you know you have to reference things or a calendar or, or whatever and it really would make the space better but it's going to be a few hundred dollars to hire someone to do that. We had a guy come out, really sweet guy, gave us an estimate, more than I expected. I don't, it's realistic. Like, I don't think he was gouging us. Like, I really think this is what it will cost for the materials and the labor to do, but it's more money than I really think I should spend. And I'm trying to decide, like, will it make a difference, right? Like, is it outlook? Is it productivity? Is it whatever it is? Does it matter what I'm looking at and how I work in the space? Sometimes I think it does. And sometimes I think I'm throwing a bunch of money down the drain. How many hours a day are you in that room? Oh, about 12. (laughs) Oh. So Claire, if it was me telling you that, what, what would you say to me? I would say do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would say do it. I would say find a way to to make it work once you asked me how many hours how many hours a day I spent (laughs) suddenly it was like oh that's like literally half my life yeah is in this room yeah huh okay but also I think there's something to be said for beauty and having something good to look at and I mean we can use our imagination but you know I just think there is something to be said for a nice space where if you especially if you're spending a ton of time there right is it, I don't know, it just feels self-indulgent with all the other things that we have to pay for. Here's my thought is, like, some people don't really care. But if it was going to improve your mood, 
and make your time in there better so that when you weren't in there, you were in a better mood? Would would that be worth it? Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that's that's a thing? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've actually been. um, Yeah, I do actually think that's a thing. I mean, I've been (laughs) really making more of an effort to go outside, be in the sun when there is actual sun. Um, (laughs) Because I'm aware, even though there is a a window and it's a daylight basement, um, it's not a lot of light. And frankly, with my work hours, most of it's in the dark um, Mm -hmm. when I do work. So, yeah, I think that maybe color, more color and more light, whether it's in the form of, of artwork or, you know, photo you know family pictures or something like that probably would I I would think that it would improve my mood yeah so what you're saying is it will improve it's not so much improving my mood in the room as it will reflect to improving my mood out of the room Right. So there's this saying, um, self-healing is an act of community service. So if you're doing something that's going to heal yourself and make your life better, you're going to be better for everybody else around you. Oh, so it's not self-indulgent. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So that was the only thing you just felt like you were being selfish? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it felt mm-hmm. it felt selfish and it also felt wasteful. Like I kind of, I get my my dad in in my head a lot. I get my dad and my mom both in my head a lot. I love my parents. I had great parents, and they were the perfect balance, right? My mm-hmm. dad was very um, not cheap, but but frugal and very wise with money. Like he would absolutely spend it on going to the symphony or going to the theater. But he certainly wouldn't spend it on his own clothing, and he was very minimal when it came to keeping the house, right? Like, everything always functioned properly, but, you know, getting a new piece of furniture or decorating or something like that, he was never going to do that. My mom was just the opposite. She was very (laughs) much about color and life and experience and and all of that stuff. And if getting a new chair was going to lift her spirit, then damn it, she was getting a new chair. And I find myself right down the middle of that. And I tend to err on the, on the side of my father more because just the way Sharon and our relationship works out, I'm the one who does all the money stuff, right? I'm just, it's always been that way. I pay the bills and I do the cash flow and I see like what's coming down the pike and, you know, kind of the prioritization of how we're going to allocate our money. So it's hard for me to make decisions like that that are just for myself, like only for myself. It's difficult for me to pull the trigger on something like that. But what you're saying is that if it reflects on to how I reflect to other people in my life, then it's helpful all around. Yeah, and what if it puts a little lilt in your voice, too, for your work? Huh. Like, you know, when when you walk into work and there's people there and you're happy and you're like, you know, you might come off a little happier. It, it's like it's so easy to think of it as so personal, but yet when you think about all that you do and how you actually are using your voice to put out to others, it, mm-hmm. it's really going to, you know, support and help you. And I know that you do love color and art and beauty. And so it it would probably bring you a lot of joy mm-hmm. that you would then spread. God, Lori, you always make me think. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure okay. she was going to punch me. Or <laughs> No, 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 no. I love it. I love that you make me think. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. All right, so um, uh, let's let's call it. I am. Uh, let's call it. I'm ninety five percent there. <laughs> awesome. 
I'll play this for Sharon and I'll be the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. Our friend Seth, who was just in here, just had a, a little area of his house redone with a closet, some closet company. He he said, oh, it wasn't a big deal. But then when, when he did it, they all love the space so much that they kind of like are fighting over who gets to hang out there. So I think there is something <laughs> to be said for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there is. Yeah. I also think that it might spur me to like, okay, if we're going to do, first of all, in order to do this, I have to clear everything out for a for a day <laughs> so the guy can do the work. I uh-huh. think that's going to force me to clean, which will be good, mm-hmm. and sort through yeah. some papers and some other things that'll be good. And maybe mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be a storage room. I mean, maybe yeah. there is a way to go through and, and arrange this room so it doesn't have so much crap that's not mine in it. Hmm. Take an so. ownership. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Woo. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. All right. Cool. I'll I'll let you guys know what happens. Any good idea I've ever had actually comes from Sharon. Like this is not when I say I want to make this room more functional, I'm saying Sharon has great ideas for how to make this room more functional. And and I agree with her cuz I don't have that sense of like that particular aesthetic creativity, right? Like she's better at envisioning, "Oh, you know if we did this." Sharon brought in these big, these big like four by eight sheets of what, well, I call it home so it's something else. It's like, like a version of press board. And she's like, oh, let's, we can double stick tape it to the wall. And like, they were so heavy that didn't work. And so what I have right now is this big giant blue, like piece of cardboard just leaning over me, like the leaning tower of Pisa, which is a little massive. But yeah. I, do, I have pretty pictures stuck to it, but it's like, <laughs> nice. it looks like it's going to kill me in my sleep. And when the guy came in to do the estimate, he looked at that like, what the hell were you guys trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that would be nice. could be like your Zen space or. Yeah. Your, you know, it could you know? be. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about that, like, you know, trying to, this is a whole other topic, but different ways to kind of like, um, Lori knows this, just uh, different ways that I want to be creative and things that I want to accomplish and haven't done for various and sundry reasons. But I do think having some kind of like, uh, well, two things, some kind of organizational space, but also like a vision board, I think will mm-hmm. really help mm. me for a couple of things that I want to do. And creating this wall would actually, I could have a space for that. Yeah. Neat. So, yeah, I'm thinking that might that might work. And Anna just spruced up her little area here, too. And I have to say that when I come in, I love it because I see her lights and I'm like, oh, she's here. And, you know, I see the little things and they it's just nice. It looks like the beach. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) Love that. Like the seashells and tiki lights and all that. Well, it's more about the paintings that I put up. I have like three of them and there's a couple beach chairs in front of a a body of water, an old like old timey bicycle against a picket fence kind of thing. And and then Lori gave me these beach chair like (laughs) decorations that actually look like what's on the painting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got, you know, motivational sayings Mm -hmm. like everything's figure outable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) alt delete. (laughs) So. Something else. You yeah, know. something else. Yeah. <laughs> what are those funky 70s lights called? Lava lamps. <laughs> Lava lamps. They're so tall. So you're, you're like, oh, Anna's yeah. here, you know, the minute I yeah, turn yeah. the corner. So I love that. Yeah. You're I love pretty. everything's figure outable. That's great. That's yeah. Great That's, <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. transform your space and it helped your mood and it's helping yeah. Yeah. moods. Yeah. yeah. Case yeah. in point. 
It's making me happy. (laughs) I I told the bosses in order to help out the workplace, my contribution will be sprucing up my my little area so that it's just more welcoming for any of the AEs that want to come and and need to collaborate with me about things, (laughs) projects and stuff. And uh, that's what we did. What a great idea. Did you get them to pay for it? <laughs> no, I nice? did all my own because I think I'm going to keep them after gotcha, if I right. just ever go. You know, I'm right. like, no, this is mine, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So, yeah. Claire, I was on a call. It was a um, class about how to build an email list. There was an MC on there, and she said, "Excuse me, everyone. I need to leave for about a half an hour, and then I'll be right back." And the person who was teaching about how to build an email list said. Tell them where you're going. And she said, I do interviews with celebrities on my podcast, and I'm interviewing two people from the cast of The Chosen, Thomas and one other person, which I couldn't remember. Wow. Jesus. It wasn't Jesus. But I did see Jesus with Mark Zuckerberg the other day on on an ad. Did you see that? (laughs) They're they're like hanging out together. Yeah. (laughs) Changing the world. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. It's so good. Have you guys I seen do it? too. I haven't seen it yet. I resisted it because I always, when everybody's on board, I'm like, eh, I'm rather. Uh, right. But I love it, and I feel like, like my neighbor told me that that actually the the big backing is the Mormons, uh, which I didn't know that. I just feel like the way he represents Jesus is in such a way. Like I think sometimes. For me, I think you hear the Old Testament, it sounds kind of like lots of war and fighting. But with Jesus, it's almost like, oh, he was like a friend. He was like a real person. And all these people that I've read about my whole life have like this backstory, like the way they set it up. It's like, you know, you don't know that's really what was happening. Like, was Peter really in big debt and they were after him? But it makes it makes almost the Bible make more sense because they all have a backstory. It does. It's really, and for people who aren't familiar, it's basically, I mean, I don't know because I've never read the Gospels, but I assume that it's the Gospels or based on the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's sort of not even so much about Jesus as it's about the apostles and how they all come to be collected into his little group. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, I mean, like the, I love the Matthew character who's (sighs) essentially on the spectrum, right? That's what I heard. It's like, wow, to see that the way he portrays it is so good. And and it's not like Matthew was really, truly autistic. Am I right? Is that it makes it feel more like they're human and real, that it's not just the other shows where they always have their two fingers raised and they're carrying themselves like they're more sacred than everyone else. And right, following right, Jesus right, right. is more, they made them human. Yeah. And Simon, you know, Simon's kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know, but you know, but but yeah, they're 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 flawed, or I know not the people on the spectrum flawed. are flawed, but but yes, they 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 are looking at a gamut of people. And, yeah, it's a, a ragtag human, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and when when like. I don't know. I just I I was so pleased when I started watching it, and I I I think I'm I have a couple of seasons to go, but I just felt like. Oh, too bad I waited so long, but also yeah. just the, the just the love and the kindness and also recognizing what it's like when, um, you know, in that time, that period, the Romans were in charge of everything and mm-hmm. you, you had to do what they said. You didn't, you didn't have freedom. 
You didn't get to just do what you wanted. And that was a lot of the why people resented Matthew um, because he was a numbers guy. So the the Romans loved him as a tax collector because yeah. he was so number savvy. And so by him working for them, it made all the other people really mad at him. They felt mm-hmm. like he was betraying when he was just doing what he was really good at. <laughs> his His father disowned him. Yeah, his father. Mm. This is a, a Jewish, you know, Jewish custom where you say, "I have no son," and literally mm-hmm. just disowned him for that. Um, yeah, and uh, but also from a just from a purely like a st- it's it's really well done. Like the episode, there's a whole and some of the 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 stories like the Bible stories take an entire like a whole hour to tell the story, and mm-hmm. you've heard the story a million times. Yeah, but the episode where Jesus turns water into wine. Oh. I was on the edge of my seat, even though I know what's going to happen. <laughs> spent 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes of my show, on the edge of my seat. Is he going to be able to pull this off? I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Is going to be okay? What's he going to, you know? Like, sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who didn't know he did that. But, you know, it's, it's that good, in my view. It's yeah. that good. I, I love depictions of of that kind of history, like mm. put a spin on on who these disciples were. Yeah, that's really so cool. But I hear Jesus is like really a great Jesus. He's just yeah. like this nice Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's my brother. I mean, he's just oh, this like that's great. funny, humble, like just yeah. kind of nice Jewish guy. And he yeah, kind of. I'm not going to say he bumbles around because he carries himself with confidence, but he just mm-hmm. like. It's he's so regular. It's great. Yeah. Ooh. And and you know when when they all thought the when the savior came they all thought that he was going to come and he was going to fight the Romans. So they were expecting like this military thing. And I think right. that's what is kind of so beautiful about it. It's like yeah, anything but that. Like he's like no, go along with it. No, you know. And they're like, "Wait a minute. I thought we were going to fight, you know." So I love that. It's like how did I not really like get that before? Yeah. Right. So cool. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch. And it's mm-hmm. apparently going to go on for, for quite a while, which I'm like, I don't know how, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've only seen two seasons. There's a third season I think I can watch and then it's going to be a while be- before the rest of them come. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not, it'll be interesting to see, but it's also really, um, it's kind of, it, there are moments where I feel sad, you know, because like, yeah, because he obviously he I guess he knows what's coming, you know, because there's yeah. a scene where he walks by some crucifixions and he kind of looks at them askance, yeah. you know, and it's um, you know, there's definitely a sadness to it where you where you kind of know the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, I, guess I shouldn't call it the end of the story where you where you know that phase of the story, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And I I think what was so funny when I saw that commercial when he was with Mark. Uh, Mark said something about trying to do the right thing. And and Jesus said, yeah, some of us try to do the right thing. But he's in just a jeans jacket, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, where's your robe? This is not right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I hear. There's like contemporary things that happen in the in this show too where it's like suddenly they're not in sandals and halos they're they're like suddenly looking like today is that is that what uh... well this was a commercial that came up it's for a um it's a group some sort of thing online i don't know if you've seen this claire and i i don't even know 
uh, why it's showing it to me, except that it probably knows I watched The Chosen on Apple TV. But it's some sort of um, community or group you can join. And so they're just talking about, you know, if you're looking for some support in your life or uh, help with decisions, something it's something like that. And then, and then Jesus is kind of like, yeah, well, some of us are trying to be good people. I mean, it's just, it was funny. Um, there's an app. I think there's an app. Maybe that's it. Connected to the show, but it's a Catholic, it's a Catholic app. That's oh, I maybe you meant that's Mark it. Wahlberg. That's what I would I. Oh, Mark uh, Wahlberg. That's right. Sorry, yeah. you're right, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. But I thought that was just because it's Lent. I thought they were like promoting that. Um, oh, maybe. It, yeah. It's Lent. Yeah, I'm not sure. I do. Yeah. That's coming up on my phone too. I don't know. If, obviously, I'm Jewish, but uh, I wonder <laughs> if that's because I'm wa- because I'm watching the Chosen or yeah or or what it is. But yeah, or maybe I because I looked up the cast on IMDb and now my phone. <laughs> but I I very much like watching shows where I don't know any of the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, there's only one guy that I recognize and he's such a wonderful character. He's the, um, the Pharisee. I can't think oh. of his name. Right now. Uh, Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just a lovely, lovely character. And, um, and his conflict, you know, he just, yes. he, he, his facial expressions, you just get that he's in conflict. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And he, I'd seen him in smaller things and he's like, a, I think he's a Vancouver actor because he's on all the like you know, oh. star, Stargate stuff that I watch. Mm. Um, and so it's nice mm-hmm. to see him have a really big, meaty, interesting part. But other than that, you know, I don't know anybody else. And I love that. I love that I'd never seen Mary and any, any mm-hmm. of them just, they just bring their own thing, you know. Yeah. Do you have to have Apple TV to get this, or does it also end up on something else after? We're watching it on Prime. Okay. I'm yeah. Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. I think. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I will start watching it after I'm done with True Detective. Oh, good, good. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just watched that, too. Believe me, we also still like murder and gore. And is, is... I mean, I know it's the opposite. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I'm about to watch the finale of season one. That's how far behind I am. But oh. I'm going to skip over to season four with Jodie Foster because oh. I hear I can. Is... And there's like good correlation. Where are you watching that? What? I'm watching that on... I don't know because I just press my remote and say True Detective and then oh, okay. it says uh, I could play it for free or something. So oh, okay. I don't know where oh. it's on. I haven't heard of that one, but have you guys watched? I've read the book and now I've watched Lessons in Chemistry. No, I nope. hear that's good. I guarantee you will absolutely love it. I will say yeah. it's different than the book, but I understand why they ver- why they deviated. But yeah, it's it's so good, and it's about women in the fifties, and this woman probably on the spectrum, just trying to stand up for herself and and how hard it was back then. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, nice. I I seen the things for that, and it looked really good. It's just again on the list, you know, big list mm-hmm. of things. Cool. Oh. oh, that's great. Is that Amy Adams or Brie Larson? Oh, I should know this. I think you're right. Is she the, a redhead? Yeah, I think it's Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Oh. We've also been watching this show called Masters of the Air, um, hmm. which is also on HBO, now called Max, I think. <laughs> oh, maybe that's on Apple. That one actually might be on Apple now that I'm thinking about it. It is. Yeah, it is on Apple. But it's about the um, pilots in World War II. I sort of feel somewhat connected to it because a lot of it's based on the Mighty Eighth Air Force, which is based out of Georgia. And there's a lot of them were in Savannah. Like there's a history museum about them there. And I got to meet some of the original pilots. Well, they were well into their <sighs> 90s when I met them. But it was really, really very cool. It's a, it's really, really well done. It's If you think, oh, I've seen a lot of World War II shows. But there's you know, there's always something new. And uh, 
uh, it's really harrowing that you always see kind of the point of view of like the heroic pilot in the dogfight. But this is like what it looked like inside the plane where it was like you could put your foot through it. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> just like these bullet riddled planes and they catch on fire oh. and they crash. And then the, they're, they're like, well, don't worry, we'll put it back together. You know, like, oh, my God, you're going to still use that plane. <laughs> um, just, it's very cool. You know what it's like the navigator who um the navigator who gets motion sickness so he's like a really really good navigator but he throws up in the plane um and uh you know that kind of stuff it's it's sort of really told mm. from the point of view of these just young humble young you know they're all like 20 22 23 and they're in these positions of leadership and like oh my god so yeah. that's wow. a good one you can put on your list for down the road awesome can you you want to know what i'm reading <laughs> Yeah. Yes. We're all, we're all just sharing all this stuff. Um, I found out someone I used to work with, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, wrote a book. And he told me about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll get it on Amazon. But I finally started. And I started, like, actually reading out loud to, to Mark. Yeah. It is, I am uh, blown away how good how good it is. Wow. He said that someone's actually trying to talk to him about making a movie out of it. So it's called Ultimate Predator. The author's name is Charles Coulson. When you look at it on Amazon, it's Mr. Charles Coulson, C-O-L-S-O-N. <laughs> if I had to describe it, I would say it would be sort of like the first season of True Detective. Oh. <laughs> and maybe a little sling blade and cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I don't even know how to explain it because it's crazy but uh it's good I, it is so good and there's a second book so i'm about to finish oh. this this first book and there's a second book ultimate predator fun Pre the ultimate predator if it has to be like typed exactly i always knew him as chuck but mr charles <laughs> colson you go That's boy <laughs> <laughs> awesome it is cool when you know someone. We had a sheriff on Whidbey who wrote several detective novels. Michael Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y, and they're very local. In fact, Deception Pass, which is on Whidbey Island, it might even be the name of one of them. But it was like, I know him. Wow. He was the sheriff, <laughs> and he wrote all these books. So, yeah. He was a sheriff, <laughs> but he wrote Deception Pass. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, never mind, I saw I just randomly saw this funny thing on YouTube this morning of Hugh Grant presenting a the director's award at the British Oscars the BAFTAs last week and he came out and he just did this little like because he's in the Willy Wonka movie which I have not seen I've heard oh, so good yeah yeah he plays an Oompa Loompa yeah <laughs> he just came out he was like Oompa Loompa doopa dee dee I'm presenting the directing category. And people. Oompa Loompa. Dumpity Dong. Most of these films were frankly too long. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way, you know. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that's that little funny. Song. I'm like, oh my God, he's probably Oompa Loompaing all over his life now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> From rom com to Oompa Loompa. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he was always the hunk. I heard somebody say he's he's gone from, yeah, bumbling, handsome, leading man to like grumpy old man. <laughs> Get off my I lawn. Love it. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> 
gosh, we covered a lot of like entertainment, and I love it. We did <laughs> love <laughs> it. <laughs> so thanks for meeting us at two, boo. <laughs> I love that. You, I love you call us boo. Okay, boo. <laughs> and I wasn't even sure that's a term people use anymore, but people do. There's a song called Little Boo Thing. It's taken from that song, not got to be real, but whoa, whoa, mm, you got the, the best, best of my love. love. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I'm singing. It's like, oh, oh, you got the best of my love. Oh, oh, you got the best of my love. You're my little boo thing, so I'll give a hoot. And it's what little little boo what? Do do do. Oh yeah, um, a little boo thing. <laughs> but it also sounds awesome. like it's got to be real. To be real. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, where can we find you on the social media? I'm on the Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, and on threads at Claire Beverly Radio. And I think that's the Twix. I'm on Facebook at Coach Laurie, (laughs) L-A-U-R-I-E. I am on X Twix Twitter at (laughs) I'm Anna D. My boo, my boo. My little boo thing. Okay. You're my little boo thing. So I'll give a hoot what you do say. Girl, I know. Okay. This is Listen and Learn. Or not. Bye-bye. Another therapy complete. Yes. Indeedly doodly. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Indeedly doodly. Hello, neighborino to the north. I sure like the cut of your gibberish. Cohen doodly doodly. Doodly doodly. Doodly doodly. Doodly 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 doodly. Doodly doodly doodly. Doodly doodly doodly. You got the best of my love. Whoa, whoa. You got the best of my love. A little bonus there for you. Bye.